You're listening to Veg Your Best. There has never been a more important time to be vegan. And at Veg Your Best, we're here every week to help you limit and eliminate the consumption of animal products without feeling deprived, overwhelmed, or unsupported, even if no one you know is vegan. My name's Michelle Olander. I'm a life coach, and I want to show you that living vegan is actually the superpower that will unlock your possibilities and give you the confidence to take on your next impossible goal by doing it your way. If I could go vegan back in my 50s with all my excuses, I know that you can start moving in that direction too. And if you veg your best, there's nothing you can't do. Episode 110, Life Sentences. Hi, my veg your besties. Welcome, veg heads. The audio might sound a little different today because I'm sitting in my closet uh, for a variety of reasons, I'm kind of sequestered away from people, and sometimes the sound isn't uh, isn't perfect. But we're gonna we're gonna try right here. And I was visiting last weekend one of my daughters, and while I was there in her kitchen, and I hadn't been there for a while, I teased her. I teased her about a a calendar, a planner that was on the wall in her kitchen. And it said, Our Weekly Plan. That's what the the name of this planner was, Our Weekly Plan. And it was about, I don't know, it was about 12, I'm going to say about 12 by 18 inches. And it had big spaces for the different days of the week. And it was completely blank. Meaning that my daughter and her husband had nothing written in any of the spaces for any of the days. And I teased her about that because I happened to know that there was plenty going on. (laughs) And I happened to know my son-in-law was traveling on business that week and that they've got two children, one in preschool, and they were hosting a party for our other daughter. And so that's just the things that I knew off the top of my head that they had going on. But there was nothing written in any of the days of the week. And honestly, I was so completely in sympathy, so in sympathy with my daughter and with that blank hour weekly plan. Because I'm not even sure it's possible for me to estimate, not even possible to estimate how many different sorts of calendars and plans and agendas and systems that I've tried over the decades of my adult life. Paper, paper only, binders, file cards, filofax systems that were beautiful, uh, Franklin Covey systems, page-a-day custom, uh, custom systems, wall calendars, and then the digital, so many digital programs and calendars. And still, still, it has always been an area that I've struggled with. And did you know it's because of sentences. Did you expect that? You might have thought I was going to say it's because I'm 
ADHD or neurodivergent or disorganized, or maybe you think it's because I'm kind of irresponsible or lazy or entitled or overscheduled. Maybe you think, oh, lucky her, she can just let it all drop the ball and let other people figure it out. Yes, I have thought all of those things across the years, all of those things. Sometimes I've thought a a lot of those things at once about myself. And still and still, I had those planners, those agendas, those different organizing systems, and I didn't use them, or I didn't use them consistently, or I didn't use them for long. And as I say, I now know it was because of sentences. It is still because of sentences, and it continues to be an area I I struggle with a little bit. And I think that my daughter thought I was giving her a little bit of a hard time or maybe judging her a little when I saw that blank weekly plan. And for all I know, for all I know, she had literally just put it on the wall 10 minutes before I walked in her house. But I was truly not judging her. And here I'm going public to tell her, no, baby, it's not you. It's me. I was thinking about me. And maybe I was wondering if I had passed along my complicated relationship with planning and organization, but it was me. And if you're wondering what I mean about sentences, life sentences, it's this. When I think about planning and time, when I think about meetings and school runs and appointments and having the right paperwork filled out for the right place at the right time, I have a thought that is roughly responsible people take being prepared seriously. In the past, I've had thoughts like a good mother is organized and helps her kids stay organized. I've had the sentence in my head, a good spouse is prepared and organized. A good citizen keeps track of things. A competent person, here's a good sentence, a competent person knows where she's going and has what she needs when she gets there. How about this sentence? An adult doesn't flake on her commitments. These are some sentences that are in my brain. And maybe you agree that these things sound very true and very reasonable, and yes, maybe even essential for civilization, that we take things like this seriously. Me too. I kind of think that too. I think we should be on time and do what we said we would do. And, and, when I think those sentences, especially Earlier in my life, when I thought those sentences like, I should be prepared, I should keep the paperwork organized, I should be able to do our taxes easily and find the insurance and the kids' vaccination history and school calendars, a good mother has that handled. When I would think those sentences, I would have so much self-loathing. Because I did. I thought it was true. I thought it was true. I should be organized. And I thought, Also, I can't do it. I'm not good at it. Something's wrong with me. Look at me. I'm letting everybody down. I can't trust myself to stay organized. 
Look at me. I never stick with anything. I've spent so much money on organizers and calendars and systems and planners, and it's been wasted. I thought, look at me. I'm always reinventing the wheel. I'm always trying new things instead of just being a grown-up and getting this handled once and for all. Does this remind you of anything in your life? Now, you may not have these thoughts about your calendar or your family or your work organization, but it's very likely, it's likely that you have a similar sentence in your brain that begins with good people, intelligent people, successful people, normal people, etc. do X. They've got that handled, that whatever it is. As I was saying, for me, organization, paper organization, always thought everybody else could figure it out, and I was the one that couldn't. But we have these sentences of what a normal, good, intelligent, successful, responsible human being does, and then we make it mean something about us is broken, not good. There's something wrong with us right? Is anything coming up for you? Because we will make it something wrong about us instead of something wrong with our strategy or something wrong with our habits or the goal. So today, if you have something like that going on in your life, something that seems to be a problem that you're continually trying to solve or fix or overcompensate for. If there's something you seem to always be making excuses for or apologies for, or something that you make fun of yourself in advance so as to lower expectations or diffuse others from being annoyed with you, or worse, at least it feels worse to me, being disappointed in you. If you've got an area like that, it is very interesting to think that there's a sentence that is driving you crazy. There is a sentence that's making you miserable. Something maybe like responsible people are organized, and I'm not. Adults eat healthy food. I don't. Good parents don't yell, but I do. Normal people keep fit, and I can't. Ethical people don't eat animals, but I still do. Now, a lot of us think we should be able to just power through, shame ourselves, force ourselves into being that responsible person that good person, that normal person, the ethical person in that sentence. And not to say it never works, not to say. A lot of us learn things by being pushed and forced and shamed and humiliated or mocked and made fun of because it can work. It can work, and I think it is actually how I learned to drive and how I learned my times tables. But I want you today to try on the idea that if there's something you want to do or something you want to have or something that you aspire 
to create in your life or something you want to be practicing on a regular basis and you're not doing it and you've been struggling with it, then I want you to try on the concept that there is a sentence in your head about that thing that is not helping. There is a sentence in your head that is shutting you down. Because we usually know the sentence of what we want. The sentence is, I want to be organized. The sentence is, I want to run my home or business or fitness schedule. I want to organize it in a way that is optimum. But we have a sentence instead that is actually shutting us down. So let's look for the sentences that are showing up that are working in our brains, your brain, my brain, all of us, because all of us are creating results, right? We are doing things. Even even if you feel like you've shut down a lot or you're not really getting anything accomplished, it's probably not true. It's probably not. Not if you pressed play on this podcast. You're still curious about certain things. You're still looking into certain things. You're still feeding your brain something. You're still spending your 24 hours in some way, right? You're still getting through your week with something that looks like feeding yourself and making certain things happen in your home and and your family and your career. And maybe you're paying bills and maybe there's maintenance and personal care or medical treatments or family time or helping your elders in the family or your neighbors, things are happening in your life that you are accomplishing. And some, I predict some of them are great things that you're pretty proud of or at least satisfied at their results. And others, you may have, well, you may have a lot of judgment that those results should be different. So congratulations, you are human. That's just how we are, right? Human beings, for good or bad, are just, we're not just cool with whatever is. We are able to see and imagine and dream of things that are not. The study of history, which gives me so much pleasure and challenge, and also a negative thought that I'll never be the historian that I wish I could be, history is always an incomplete conversation we have in our day, in our day, our time with the people and the events and the ideas of the past. And it shows me all the time, human beings are always operating with thoughts, with sentences. And sometimes we like those thoughts. And many, many, many times when we look at history, we don't, we don't in our time like those thoughts. But we are always as humans behaving in a way that makes sense based on the sentence that's in our heads. And sometimes as humans, we choose those sentences, but not often enough. We don't always realize how much choice we have in the matter. Because very often those sentences, they almost seem invisible because we've just adopted them or learned them from our family, our community, our religion, about 
what good people do, what normal people do, what responsible people do, what our people do, what educated people do, what moral people do. And sometimes when we learn those things, we, you know, we get a lot of motivation. We have a lot of connection and resolve and direction. And we, we adopt those sentences and it energizes our lives. And sometimes we think one of those sentences and instead we feel lost or confused or incapable Sometimes we, th- we think about the things that seem normal and great and um, priorities in our, in our society, and we feel unsupported and dismissed and undervalued or broken, and it's because of these sentences. And if you're thinking what I used to when I was first doing this work, it's something like, Michelle, are you kidding? Are you saying that we can all be late and not do our work and not show up when and where we said we would? And that's just fine? And I'm not. I'm not saying that. At least not necessarily. What I am saying is that many of us are already not showing up the way we want to. We are already struggling. We're already having trouble doing the things we say we want to do. And we're already not doing what we are pretty sure we need to do to create the results we want. It's already true. So if you can see that there's a disconnect in your life between what you say you want and what you're actually doing or creating or practicing, And I want to suggest that you not look for what's wrong with you and not look for how you've always been like that or that you should be different by now. Instead of looking for what's wrong with you, I'm encouraging you to look for the sentence that's behind your actions. Because for most of us, what we do, what we do, it really, really does make sense based on how we're thinking. What we do makes sense based on the sentences that we have foremost in our heads. Maybe we look at a new a new plan or a new organizational system and we think, oh, I don't have the bandwidth to do that right now. That looks like a lot of work. Or gosh, I need at least four interrupted hours to do that. No way I have that with my kids. Or one thing I thought a lot Every time I put anything on the calendar, I thought, why do I bother? It just changes three times. Now, imagine how that shows up in my life, your life, any life, when you're thinking, why even bother? I could put it on the calendar, but it's just going to change three more times. Or another thought that I had a lot. The only things on the calendar are for other people. And the only way this week's going to work is if I do not do anything that I want to do. Just imagine. Imagine how your relationship with your agenda or the calendar on your wall is going to feel when that's your inner sentence. Now, sure, you think it's important to be organized, right? Yes, but that other sentence 
is strong. So I know that if you want things to be different in some area of your life, it's because you have the one sentence about what you want or why it's important, but it probably isn't making you feel open and ready and excited to do it bit by bit until you get better at it. Instead, that sentence is making you feel like you're wrong or weak or incapable or that it's time to fix yourself. (laughs) I don't think you need to fix yourself. Now here, we mostly talk about changing our choices so that we are limiting or eliminating the consumption of animal products. So that's what mostly my work is. And for most of us, that is challenging work. It's not something that... uh, is simple for most of us to change because most of us grew up thinking the sentences in our head were that eating animals is normal, that it's necessary, and it's just natural. And of course, we have far fewer role models for those choices than, say, for weight loss or time management or business productivity or positive parenting. So that's just one reason I think a vegan practice can be so liberating and so illuminating because we know most of us, that the reason we've made choices to eat animals in so many forms so often during the day and to use their bodies in so many ways in our homes, the reason is because we have adopted and inherited the sentence that it's normal. It's normal. It's normal, as uh, an upcoming guest, Dr. Melanie Joy, wrote, to love dogs, to eat pigs, and to wear cows. That's normal. The sentence in our heads for so many, many years from most of the people we have loved and respected most is not consuming animals. That's weird, hard, time-consuming, expensive, awkward, socially isolating. But if you resonate with veganism in any way, It's because somewhere in your brain, you have another thought. Somewhere in your brain, you have a sentence that maybe says, I just don't want to eat and wear dead animals. Or maybe it's a sentence that's like, I don't really think it's different hurting a dog or hurting a pig or a cow or a sheep. Or you might be thinking, you know, there are other choices now, so I can avoid being part of that. Or maybe the thought, the sentence in your head is, my doctor wants me to look into a plant-based diet. Maybe there's a sentence in your head that's more about climate change and the role of animal agriculture in deforestation and greenhouse gases and water usage. But those are all just sentences. All those thoughts are just sentences that actually start to show up in our life. And if that seems weird to you, if that seems somehow untrue, I'm just going to ask you to try it on. Just try it as a thought experiment. I know also it's sometimes 
is easier to look for in someone else's life if you're finding it if you're finding it impossible to see in your own. So do you know someone? Do you know someone who does what you think that you want to do? Or can you imagine someone who does? What sentence does she believe in her head? Now, I've shared here many times that when I was just beginning my vegan practice, I had sentences like, oh my God, vegan, being vegan, that's, that's impossible. Or I don't know if I could commit to that. Or, yeah, I can limit animal products, but there's no way I can travel and do holidays and be with my family and not eat animals. I have a friend here who told me that he used to be vegan, but he was so socially isolated because of it. So that sentence, I'm socially isolated because of my veganism, I think we can see why that sentence meant it didn't last. But now, now my thoughts are more like, okay, what's a good sentence? You know, I can always figure out how not to eat animals. Or maybe the sentence is, it's not really that hard most of the time. Uh, Here's a sentence. Even when it's tricky to get exactly what I want in terms of food or clothing, I actually know I'm doing what I want to do, and I want that more. I have a friend, a podcast friend, Vicky, from Vegetarian Zen. You You should listen to Vegetarian Zen. And I don't think Vicky would mind or argue Uh, If I described her as kind of a productivity nerd, because she loves systems and procedures and different organizational platforms. And I don't know if you know this workspace platform called Notion. Okay, Vicky loves Notion, and she uses it and has it tricked out and suggests it whenever I talk to her. And if I log on to it, I practically hyperventilate. And that's because the sentence in Vicky's brain, when she looks at Notion, is something like, wow, this is amazing. This is a powerful tool. I love tools like this. And in my, in my brain, the sentence is, oh my God, this is way too hard. I will never, ever get it. Now, on the other hand, I love studying languages. And I know this is not an, a universal uh, enjoyment. I love, I love learning Italian and French and Spanish and other languages, even some languages which I know very, very little of. I love learning something about those languages because I think it's like a code and a way of understanding other cultures and a way of gaining awareness of my own language. Okay, I don't want you to all tune out. (laughs) I don't want your eyes to glaze over. I get it. So come back to me. What I'm trying to say is, We all have different sentences in our heads. It's not just who you are. Now, I don't want to overexplain it, but I want you to look or consider looking for what the sentences are that are being expressed in the different lives that you see, the different people that you know. Now, my kids are all married now, and... They've all married into families that have different religious traditions to my own. Well, meaning that I don't, I didn't grow up with a religious practice, and I didn't raise my children in a religious tradition. 
there was no sentence in my brain all those years that said children should be raised in a home with a religious practice. It just, it didn't happen. That sentence just wasn't there. It is in many, many people's brains. But I did have a sentence, children should be surrounded by books. And I had a sentence that formal education is a priority. And I had a sentence in my brain that sports are good, yeah, but not a priority. (laughs) So this week, before you try, before you change anything, I'd like you to play a little game of what life sentence explains this. Look in your fridge. What is the sentence in your life that explains something that you see there? Look in your closet or your office and look for the sentence that has turned into the reality of what you see there. Look at the apps on your phone or the way you keep your shoes. Notice what kind of toys you buy your kids. Look at your car or the queue in your Netflix account or the vacations that you do or do not take or the weekly calendar that is on the wall of your kitchen and wonder, what sentence was behind that? What sentence created that? But remember, my veg besties, we do this with love and respect. Because if you're doing this kind of questioning with condemnation or judgment or defensiveness, it's pointless. Okay, we're doing this instead. We're doing it with curiosity and a spirit of loving investigation. We're being detectives. We're not judge and jury here. Because the belief... The sentence I'm suggesting to you all today is that we humans are always doing what makes sense to us. One way or another. Whether we like it or not. And if we think that our actions are not making sense, okay, that's interesting. Because we want to uncover the sentence, the thought, the belief that we have that does make sense and is underpinning the way things are right now. Before you want to change it, you want to notice what's, what's operating right now. Change is so much easier, so much more effective, so much more fun when you know what your current operating system is. And then you can realize that it's actually optional. If you want, you can keep the sentence. You can keep any sentences, any thoughts, you can keep them. And you know what? When you know that it's only up to you what sentence you operate from, then you'll see that you can modify it. You can change it. You could replace it. You could. If you would like some help looking for the sentences that are operating in your life right now, how they're showing up, that's actually what I do. Because when your thoughts change Your life changes, period. And no, it's not always easy. Sometimes it is, but it's not always easy. But it is as simple as that. 
Your thoughts change and your life changes. So you can email me or click through the links in my Instagram or message me. I'm super easy to reach and we can talk about how eight weeks of coaching could help you with your goals, wherever you are on your vegan or plant-based journey. And I think you can start to see that those sentences, they are not life sentences. They are not imposed by a judge or jury. They really are up to you. And you'll get to keep them. You can keep them if you want, or you can change them, or you can evolve them slowly, or you can even eliminate them. And when you see that, you will be so much more compassionate with yourself. And that is the root of all change, is compassion. And much, much more effective at doing what you really want to do when you have that compassion. So let me know. Let me know how I can help you with that. And I'll see you next week. Veg Your Best podcast production, music, and editing by Charlie Weinshank. Thanks, Charlie. Before you go, it would mean so much to me and the Veg Your Best team if you would hit subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or share with someone you think might be interested. Something about algorithms, it helps bump us up a little in the rankings, and that's the best way to help others find the podcast and for us to find our audience. So until next week, make it easy and veg your best. <laughs>